It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Right to my next guest, Mark Morgan, Heritage Foundation visiting fellow former CPB acting commissioner. War and death in America. A war being waged on America by the Chinese Communist Party and the cartels combined. The aiders and abettors of this, the organizations under whatever name or nonprofit status that provide legal and other forms of support for the illegal alien marches, surges, and border crossers once they come to this country. I know it's easy to point at the federal government. There are a number of issues there. But the Biden administration has no intent to correct course. We've seen that in the lies told by Alejandro Mayorkas, while in an email he admits they have lost and will lose and have lost operational control of the border while claiming publicly that they have. Border Patrol agents being turned into babysitters while war and death and over 100,000, over 100,000 fentanyl-related drug overdoses up from a number of less than 50,000 in 2014. That was the count last year. So we don't just have a problem. We have an epidemic, an epic problem. And now migrant caravans that could grow even larger than 15,000 people starting in Tapachula, picking up along the way, on their way to our southern border. So, Mark, we can't just talk about the border crossing anymore. They help each other. These problems compound each other. Yeah, David, look, I, I couldn't agree more. And you're one of the few, very, very few people that are actually making that connection. This is what we've been saying, another great patriots like Tom Holman. We know border security, and that's exactly what this is about. This is about border security. Uh, this administration wants to divide this and talk about the poor, vulnerable people and somehow that illegal immigration is somehow separate from border security, and they're not. They're interconnected. The fact is, as if you encourage and incentivize illegal immigration, as this administration is, as that skyrockets up, our ability to effectively secure our border goes down. Because, as you said, border patrol resources are pulled off the front line. They're pulled off the national security mission to be babysitters, to be relegated to nothing more than a federal travel agency for the illegal aliens, literally leaving large areas of border wide open. And, as you said, hand in operational control of our border over the cartels to exploit. To exploit. They, use the cart- they use the illegal aliens as distraction techniques. They use them to, to, to uh, pour drugs across. And, look, it's not just about drugs. But when that border is wide open, not only do we have drugs pouring across, but we have we have criminal aliens pouring across, murderers, rapists, uh, uh, pedophiles, gang members, as well as increase our national security vulnerability. Uh, under this administration, more than 800,000 gotaways, those that have broken our southwest border and evaded apprehension, and there are many bad people among them. Mark, I want to bring this to the community level, which I know you know all too well. But again, I'm I'm making ties today, not just tangential, but direct ties. These illegal aliens in any form, criminal illegals, the the really 
bad people, the rapists, the murderers, or even just the economic illegal aliens that come in. They go into our communities around America. We have a problem, not just with large police departments, but with many mid-sized cities departments where typically the largest group of illegal aliens go or the largest uh, percentage go. Their police departments are losing police officers, retirements, leaving the environment, uh, various reasons, the defund the police, the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Democrat-supported policies, and so much more, in combined with the economy and the inability to live and work in, in many of these cities. So when you flood not just the border, but then you flood the communities, you have more crime, you have less law enforcement, what does that look like? Yeah. So, so David, look, that, that's why I love this conversation, because, first of all, it, it, it ties right into something we've been saying for a very long time. Every state is a border state. The fact is, what happens is our southwest border doesn't stay there, whether drugs coming across or the aliens themselves, whether illegal aliens, not criminals and criminals. Every single state is a border state. And the, the, and the issue is, think about this, is, as, as, as the drugs pour across. Uh, here's a great story. And of course, this is a typical story. A 15-year-old girl that, that, that goes to a party. She's, she's a typical 15-year-old girl, good kid, has some emotions. A friend says, hey, why don't you take this Percocet? She takes the Percocet. It's laced with fentanyl. She dies. The illegal aliens are flowing into every major metropolitan city. The, the, the majority of them are uneducated, unskilled, don't have a job. They immediately become welfare recipients. They immediately uh, compete with already marginalized workforce. So, so Dave, we could go on and on. This is a daily impact. And let's talk about the numbers are very important because so far under this administration, get this, over 2.5 million illegal aliens are now in this country, either intentionally released or part of that 800,000 gotaways in the first 18 months of this administration. At this pace, under this administration, four years of this administration, you will look between eight to 10 million illegal aliens that will now be released in the interior United States. And don't tell me that that does not have an impact to this entire country. 10 million. You know, there are states more at risk, obviously, like California. Uh, and look, let me just paint a dark picture here for the moment, Mark, because we cannot ignore reality. States like California, areas like New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, uh, Milwaukee, other areas with higher percentages, obviously some of the Texas cities as well. If this continues at this level and there is an implosion in some areas of this country, uh, resource use, schools overcrowded, just so many problems that come with this medical resources emergency response not just police response to crime what does that really begin to look like because 15,000 a day means that's going to happen yeah yeah look David right now you talked about the caravan you know the 15,000 person caravan that, that had started to make its way uh, through Mexico look, just to put that in perspective the border patrol apprehends the equivalent of a 15,000-person caravan every two days, every two days. This fiscal year, and we still have four months left in this fiscal year, they've already apprehended 1.5 million, and there's already been about 400,000 gotaways. 
So, so you're, you're already – so this place, just this fiscal year alone, will be $2.5 million. So no one, no one can, can disagree with your statement that with that volume making away the cities, of course it's going to have an impact. And if I can, look, and, and, and I don't like to make this political because securing our borders shouldn't be political. But let's be honest. There is a political – driving force behind this because when we talk about the influx in certain cities think about this illegal aliens remember biden made sure that they're counted as part of the census so some votes for house seats are determined by a, a couple thousand votes so if you're infusing millions of illegal aliens into certain areas of course it's going to have an impact and redistricting of the house seats in the favor of the democrats Let's go, and Mark, you know, we've talked a lot, but I want people to go down this path because they need to. You know, when this comes down to our communities and when you take whether the drug component, the crime component, the resource component, and you combine all of that, these cities are unable to sustain it, not even just monetarily. They're unable to sustain, eventually, water delivery. Something even broader, by the way, which matters, it matters in the cities even more, is use of the electric grid. It's an important resource. For example, in Michigan for the summer, they need 124 gigawatts. They're only capable of, of generating 119. That comes into Detroit as part of the problem or other cities. When these resources begin to get eaten up overused and then unavailable this is a crushing blow to these communities this is no longer just about border although that is the nexus or the genesis of the problem it goes deeper and these american-based organizations ngos charities catholic charities endeavor lutheran church all these various groups pueblos in fronteras and others are all all part of this problem and i see little or no action from our political leaders we see some fights at the states and attorneys general people you work with and the work that you and tom and others do to really and can to really fight and help people fight this but we're we're in a dire situation and by the time we get there you know this is going to be even worse yeah david look i I, I, for two things. One, I, I couldn't agree more with you, and I couldn't have said it better myself. Here's a challenge. Here's a frustration. And that's why a conversation like this are so important. Because, look, the reality is every single day when, when people get up and they fill their gas tanks, they feel personally the impact of inflation. When they go to the grocery store, they feel it personally. The problem with a wide-open border and what we're talking about is that people feel disconnected to it. They don't feel that immediate connection and understanding. Unfortunately, it's happening all around them and behind the scenes. Look, the, the, the fact is, as you just pointed out, our, our, our medical systems are o o overwhelmed. Our education system is overwhelmed. Our law enforcement is overwhelmed. There is crime directly related to the open border. They just don't realize it because a lot of times politicians and media hide it from them that the crime is being conducted by illegal aliens. 
the drugs. Look, again, there'll be a drug overdose or drug poisoning from fentanyl, and they'll do an expose and talk about the drug epidemic, but there will be no mention that 95% of fentanyl came from the southwest border. That's the challenge. People, and I mean this respectfully, they need to get educated. They need to wake up and open their eyes of actually what's happened around them and understand that a wide open border is impacting them Every single day, as you just described, they may not see it physically or feel it, but it is there every day. So now the tough one is really not – look, the obvious one is the what can be done. And you you and I know this will be uh, a battle beyond the election cycle. It can play a role in it, but it'll be a much longer battle because what's also happened here is the bureaucratic structure that's been set up, the actions that have been taken since the Obama-Biden administration to now that continue to exacerbate this problem. Uh, the White House pushing forward uh, in their own way uh, there's an upcoming meeting with Dreamers for the DACA anniversary that began in, I believe, 2010 uh, and, and other actions being taken. So the Democrats are committed to this and the politics of this matters because they make the policy decisions and they make the decisions that bureaucracies and agencies either get stuck with or help enable. So. I got to tell you, Mark, there are times when I look at a problem and I go, I, I can't see the daylight on the other end of this. Yeah, I, David, again, I'm with you, and that's what scares me. Uh, the, the, you just articulated this administration, they, they haven't just pushed the strategy. They've, they've doubled, quadrupled down on their strategy. Every single week that goes by, literally, they're taking another step, another policy, another executive order that is making the crisis out of Southwest border worse than it was the week before. Again, you talk about the drug overdoses. The leading cause of death in America, the 18 to 45-year-olds, is fentanyl. We know 95% of the fentanyl comes from the Southwest border. They know their policies have resulted in 800,000 gotaways. That's larger than an entire population of Vermont, and they darn well know. The Secretary Maricus knows, David, that there are murders and rapists and pedophiles and gang members gaining by them every single day, making their way to every single metropolitan city. We just knew that, that, that they apprehended 42 illegal aliens on the FBI's terrorist screening database. They released a suspected terrorist, and the FBI thwarted a plot that was going to kill and assassinate a former president, and they were going to execute it by smuggling additional terrorists to the wide-open border. What else do we need? How is, how is securing our border a right or left thing? It shouldn't be, but it is. This should be an American thing. And the problem is, look, we just provided 16 conservative organizations. We provided the Republican House Committee a, a, a coalition letter, and it, it provided a roadmap of the exact legislative fixes that they need to do to secure our border come uh, this, this, this January. Uh, so let's see if they do it. Let's see if they have the will and the courage to take the steps to include if they have to shut down the government using the power of the purse to make sure this administration secures the border. But but um, I, I'm skeptical. Yeah. And, and, you know, beyond skeptical, I'm saying this, Mark, to the American people, mobilize 
and do anything possible to get this out, not only to each other, but to these organizations. Uh, I've recommended to the attorney general in Texas, to some other attorneys general, to take on these nonprofits that do business in their state. Take on their nonprofit status. Go after them. We've got, they have assembled a system to support illegal immigration and in part the inaction in washington or probably is the biggest part of this but we need to deconstruct this in every way possible that means every organization every politician every agency everything possible has to be done if the american people don't mobilize in the end what happens you and i have seen this in other countries is you have an overwhelming breakdown in the country it leads to violence it leads to various forms of of uh medical issues it leads to it leads to so much degradation in a country that the society ultimately will collapse if it doesn't fight back yeah they look the ngos another front that's exactly right and now what we've seen we've never seen to the degree that we're seeing right now in this administration dhs secretary marcus now he's actually teaming with the ngos that are actually working together to do what we call uh, conspiring to finish the last leg of the smuggling operation for the cartels i mean the cartels know that that all they got to do is get them across the border and then our government and the ngos will actually facilitate the last leg in the journey for the illegal aliens it used to be the cartels had to not only sneak them across the border but then they had to use a sophisticated system to push them further into the interior united states they don't have to do that anymore because the ngos and federal government is actually completing that last step for them and of course and by the way that's happened at taxpayers' expense because the NGOs, make no mistake, not only are they doing that, but they're also they're getting rich doing it. They're being subsidized by the federal government as well as unbeknown donors giving them a lot of money to do this criminal activity, in my opinion. Again, that, that last leg of the smuggling journey. It's a very complex problem that is going to require a lot of years of work and in a sense mark something that may not ever be fully resolved but has to be fought daily this is this is there's no pretense in my mind uh and just doing an analysis across the various effects of or the various facets of this that we will solve it last point mark and i really appreciate your time as always uh last point on this china and fentanyl the trump administration began and had you know some advancements fighting china and fentanyl the chinese communist party knows this let's not kid ourselves this is chemical warfare that they're waging on america and yeah, I, I, I just, you know, President Trump wanted to designate the cartels as FTOs, foreign terrorist organizations. They are even outside of fentanyl, not only here in America, but in other countries around the in, in the Americas and beyond. And yet the Chinese Communist Party continues to. Well, let's just call it what it is. Allow this chemical warfare to continue. Yeah, David, so that's, that's absolutely correct. 
The China, Chinese government is doing exactly that. Look, when I was still commissioner, I actually went to, to, to China. Um, and I, I went with a Trump's drug czar at the time, David Carroll. And look, we made, uh, we made tremendous strides because China used to send uh, fentanyl itself directly into the United States through express uh, consignment and international mail. We really stopped that to the, to the largest degree. I mean, it's impossible to stop at 100%, but we made dents, uh, a considerable dents. And so what did China do? They just switched uh, uh, their tactics. Instead of sending fentanyl directly across, they started sending the precursor chemicals directly to Mexico. And Mexico hired their own chemists and created their own super mega labs to actually then take those precursor chemicals coming directly from China and making synthetic drugs and, and, and those less with fentanyl and getting across the southwest border. That's what's happening right now. And our, our government knows it. It's happening every single day, all day long. Again, we've already been through all the stats of the fentanyl because of the wide open border. That's a fact. It is a dark situation. There is not a bright light right now. And I, I, I warn people, Mark, that even if there's a turnover in Congress, House, maybe in the Senate, uh, even if there are more turnovers in state legislators, legislatures, uh, don't expect a fix from that. Just yeah. don't. Yeah. David, look, look. I mean, think, think about this. Just uh, everything we've talked about. But let's just take one issue out, the national security threat. That's why we say border security is national security. We actually had the FBI tell this entire country that they thwarted an attack to assassinate former President Bush, and he was going to do it by smuggling in terrorists through the southwest border. And yet there was not even a blip on the mainstream media about it. How this did not make national headline news day after day after day, how our congressional members on Capitol Hill didn't literally lose their minds over this and demand that we secure the border. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Because they're risk-averse cowards up there, and that's yeah. what too many of them are, not all of them. But they easily – look how easily they move on and memory hold the planned assassination of a Supreme Court justice – uh, with yep. Justice Kavanaugh, I'm honestly, Mark, not surprised if they just memory hole that there was a planned assassination of a former president. So that's where I have to leave it. That's it. Yep, absolutely. All right, my friend. Thank you, as always. You bet, David. Anytime. Mark Morgan, Heritage Foundation visiting fellow former CPB acting commissioner. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.